Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. How unusual that on a Friday in January, the Supreme Court of the United States is hearing argument, actually not in one, but in a pair of related cases It was 1905 that the Supreme Court established a state's power to require vaccinations. More than a century ago, it was the case of Jacobson versus Massachusetts. That was during the smallpox epidemic. The question now, do state governments hold this power alone or can the federal government, the Biden administration, do the same thing in the midst of a pandemic that has already killed more than 750,000 Americans. Erwin Shemarinsky is the dean of the UC Berkeley School of Law. He's a contributing uh, opinion writer to the Los Angeles Times as well. And the author most recently of Presumed Guilty, How the Supreme Court Empowered the Police and Subverted Civil Rights. This is Dean Shemarinsky. Welcome back and thank you for your time. It's great to talk with you as always. So you think it's a pretty clear case, but the clear answer might not be the final answer in this instance. That's exactly right. As a matter of law, I think it's clear that the Biden administration is the authority for these regulations. There are two before the court. One comes from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and it says that all workplaces with more than 100 employees must require a vaccination. The other comes from the Department of Health and Human Services, and it says that those facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid funding must have their workers vaccinated. I think it's clearly within the authority of both of these agencies to require vaccination. In other words, the legal challenges that have been made by these Republican governors and others say, and I'm simplifying, but you correct me. Wait a minute. This is a police power, and that falls exclusively to the states. That's just wrong as a matter of law. In terms of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, it has the statutory authority to regulate workplaces throughout the country. It's exactly what it does. In terms of the Department of Health and Human Services, they've always put conditions on recipients of Medicare and Medicaid funding in the facilities that receive that money. So this is authority that the federal government has always possessed and used. Okay, so you made the case that it's a clear answer. Why don't you think it's the answer that the court will adopt? Views on vaccination, as you know so well, are politically polarized. We're in a situation now where 9 out of 10, those who identify as Democrats are vaccinated, but only 6 out of 10 who identify as Republicans are vaccinated. More to the point, when you look at these particular legal issues in the lower courts, the judges have split along political lines. 
So the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit in Cincinnati upheld the Occupational Safety and Health Administration regulation, but it was two to one, split along ideological lines. The United States Court of Appeals for the Eleventh Circuit in Florida upheld the Health and Human Service regulation, but two to one, with two Democratic-appointed judges voting in favor, one Republican dissenting. Views on vaccination are so split ideologically, and we have a very conservative Supreme Court. So do you think that will extend to a 6-3 determination? I don't know. As I said, I think as a matter of law, this is a clear issue. And I'm hopeful the court might be unanimous and say, this is authority possessed by the federal government. On the other hand, it is a 6-3 court with six conservative Republicans and three liberal Democrats. Uh, Dean Shemarinsky, are they... Are they resolving now the the final merit of the case, or is this more of a procedural issue where, nevertheless, you're going to be able to read in how they think? It comes before the court as a procedural matter. Should the rulings of the lower courts be stayed? Should there be a preliminary injunction to stop these regulations? On the other hand, I don't know that the court's going to be able to decide that without going to the ultimate merits. Does the federal government have the authority? I think what the court decides will give us a clear sense is what's going to allow the Biden administration to impose these requirements. I mentioned at the outset that it's unusual that an an argument would be taking place on this day. Uh, First of all, am I right when I say that? And secondly, when will we know the outcome? You're right. It is unusual that there's arguments scheduled. Arguments are supposed to begin on Monday. And the fact that the court took it and put it for all arguments so soon means we're likely to hear soon. My guess is weeks, not months, that we'll get the answer. It's interesting. This came to the court to ask the court for an emergency order. Usually it grants or denies the emergency order. The fact that the court scheduled oral arguments on a request for an emergency order is itself highly unusual. Do you look to John Roberts to try and play an Anthony Kennedy role in this circumstance? I think John Roberts always now wants to play an Anthony Kennedy role and be the media injustice. But on the vaccination issues that have come to the court so far, he has sided with the liberal justices, sometimes in dissent, in 5-4 rulings. So it's no longer the Roberts court in terms of his controlling the outcome. There are five justices more conservative than John Roberts. Okay, and you anticipated my, my next and nearly final question. Have we seen anything in the pandemic time period that tells us whether the Supreme Court lines up along partisan lines in these cases, much like, as you pointed out, the appellate courts did? Yes, though not on these particular issues. There were a number of cases that came to the court for emergency orders. There were challenges to governor's closure orders by religious groups, religious individuals. The first two to come to the court were 5-4 in favor of the governor's. Roberts joined by Ginsburg, Breyerson, and Kagan. The next two to come before the court ruled in favor of the religious challenges, five, four, but the five in the majority were Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and Roberts joining with the dissenters. Roberts has taken the position of great deference to the government when it comes to taking actions to stop the spread of COVID. And so he may very well be with the liberals here, but there could be five who disagree. Wouldn't this be the sort of case that you would think a so-called originalist or strict constructionist would say clearly is within the federal government's purview? This is a matter of statutory interpretation and the applicable statutes are clear? I think so. And 
the court very well may decide both of these cases on statutory interpretation grounds without getting to constitutional questions. The case is about whether the Occupational Safety and Health Act gives the administration the authority to adopt the rule. The question is, does the statutes with regard to Medicare and Medicaid allow the federal government to set these conditions? But again, underlying this are the deep divides on court and in society about issues of vaccination. So I think ideology usually trumps methods of interpreting the Constitution or statutes. Okay, bottom line, Erwin Shemarinsky, the dean of UC Berkeley, says strong hand for the Biden administration on the merits. But if it goes along partisan lines and you think it will, these two policies will be upset, overturned. I certainly think as a matter of law, it's clear. I'm hopeful that the Supreme Court will follow the law. I'm worried that they won't because of how partisan the issue of vaccination has become. Thank you so much. You know, I always appreciate it when I can work you into any any program, any platform, anywhere I've got access to a microphone and content. You're so kind. It's always my great pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. That's Erwin Shemarinsky, ladies and gentlemen, UC Berkeley School of Law, where he is the dean. Okay, just to summarize, I'll lean on Amy Howe from SCOTUS blog, because like Erwin Shemarinsky, I really like SCOTUS blog and I like Amy Howe's work. With COVID-19 cases surging across the country, the Supreme Court fast-tracked two disputes over the Biden administration's efforts to expand vaccinations. And in an unusual move, the justices announced that they will hear oral arguments January 7 today on two federal policies, a vaccine or test mandate for workers at large employers and a vaccine mandate for healthcare workers at facilities that receive federal funding. The cases came to the court on an emergency basis, and the formal question in both disputes is whether the government should be allowed to enforce the policies while litigation challenging them continues. The justices' views on whether to grant emergency relief will likely be influenced by their views on the merits of the underlying challenges themselves. That's why I said to Dean Shemarinsky, is this ultimately a question of finality or is it a procedural matter? It's one of those cases where, as they are weighing in on a procedural question, nevertheless, they're going to let you know what they think about the bigger picture. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration issued the vaccine or test mandate on November 5. It requires all employers with more than 100 employees to mandate that those employees be either fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or be tested weekly and wear masks at work. Several challenges to the rule were filed around the country by, among others, business groups, religious groups, and Republican-led states, arguing that the mandate exceeds OSHA's authority. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit temporarily put the mandate on hold in November, but the challenges were consolidated in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit, which then reinstated the mandate. The challengers then went quickly to the Supreme Court. The Biden administration came to the court then asking the justices to allow temporarily enforcement of a rule issued. This is the separate one now by the Department of Health and Human Services that requires all health care workers at facilities that participate in the Medicare and Medicaid programs to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 unless they're eligible for a medical or religious exemption. So it's the bigger employers with one mandate, which does not allow a uh, an out for testing. 
The second is the Department of Health and Human Services mandate that requires all healthcare workers at facilities that participate in Medicare and Medicaid to be fully vaccinated unless they're eligible for a medical or religious exemption. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.